0: we <laughs>
1: This is Latavia here, and guess who I brought back with me? My lovely Aunt Valerie. Hi, everyone.
0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Auntie. How are you doing?
0: I'm hanging in there, girl. Hanging in there.
1: That's great. So, before we get into today's topic, which is surgeries, everybody wanted to know something, Auntie. So, let's roll. Let's
0: roll, girl. Let's roll.
1: hey auntie so everyone wants to know how did we come up with the queens on a roll song
0: Well, it's still baffling me.
1: Yeah, I know it's baffling to me too. It kind of happened accidentally, y'all. So I came to my aunt and I said to my aunt, I want to start this podcast called Queens on the Roll. And here's what it's about it's about, you know, helping the ably different community and educating people about the ably different community. And she was like, I love that idea. I said, thank you, but I need a theme song. Can you help me out? So she said, okay, I'm coming over to your house. And we kind of just played around with it. But my aunt has a background in music. So tell them a little bit about your background, auntie.
0: Yes, I used to sing in a band called Sounds of Ebony. I was the lead singer. And so we were selected to be on Jerry Lewis, the comedian. Um, He used to do a muscular dystrophy Telethon, And our band was selected for that telethon. And I've always sang professionally. I've also sang in gospel groups and I've done many different things. So this is where my background comes from, because I've always been a, either a lead singer or singing in a background.
1: Yeah, so I always knew that Auntie had those singing credentials, but it really just happened by accident. She came over, and we just played around with some words. I think my mom had some words, and my aunt was like, no, scrap that. And I played the beat for her, and she just started singing. Right, Auntie?
0: Right, Latavia. We were just playing around, and I began to put words to it. And I started saying things like, Queens on a Roll." woo queens on a roll, powerful queens. And when I looked, everybody was up, dancing, singing the song, and it just caught on. So I'm just grateful that you guys enjoyed it out there, and I thank you for your support.
1: Yes, most definitely. When I tell you everybody loves that song, Auntie, everybody loves the song. And they said to me, you didn't address how you guys came up with the song in the last episode. So I said, okay, I have to give my listeners what they want. And I have to ask you, how did we come up with the song? And stay tuned, guys, because next season, we're going to have a full Queens on the Roll song. We're working on it. We're working on it. Now we're on to surgeries for cerebral palsy, the dreaded surgeries.
0: Oh, yes. The dreaded surgeries, Latavia. I remember how you used, I believe you took 16 to 18 surgeries and it was just amazing. I just wondered how you went through them all.
1: So I think I've had about 18 different surgeries and I started at two. There are six different types of surgeries, so I'm just gonna explain what they are and go into detail with them. And then I'm gonna tell you my experience with them. So there's muscle lengthening, which is where you lengthen the muscle. Because again, we're tight. So you have to lengthen the muscle throughout our lifetime. It usually happens in the hands or the fingers. I haven't had this surgery because unfortunately, my arms are contracted. So I couldn't really do much surgeries with my arms. I could do one surgery where they release it to see, but I was scared and my mom was scared to do it over time because like I said before, sometimes underneath that tone, you can have a very strong muscle or you can have a very weak muscle and they're not able to to determine that so sometimes when you take the surgery your arms could flop out and you can no longer bring them in so I didn't want to run the risk of that happening so I just said you know leave my arms alone but if your child needs it it is a good surgery to get. And all of these surgeries are good to get, guys, when you your child is young. Because as an adult, if your child needs to get these surgeries, it's so super hard to like recover because the body's older now. It takes more time and it's more traumatizing to the body. I remember talking to one of my friends who actually had to do it now as she's older and she was like... I would recommend any parent to do it when their kid is small because it just makes recovery that much easier and it's easier to deal with. So again, if you feel like your child is going to need these surgeries, do your research, listen to the doctor, but again, do your research and do what you feel is best for your child at that time. So if you feel like he or she is going to need it, by all means do it because all these surgeries are helpful at different points in their lives. The next surgery has become a little bit more famous now because they don't really like to do tendon lengthening surgeries anymore. What they do now is tendon transfers. And tendon transfers, they usually just cut the tendon and do a replacement of the tendon. Oh, seems like my aunt, she's over here making an ooh face.
0: Yes, because it sounds so scary. I mean, really, I mean, as a parent who has a child with cerebral palsy, yeah, it sounds very scary, but you can enlighten us.
1: Yeah, it it is scary. But again, all of these surgeries are going to help at one point or another. So the tendon transfer surgery is where they usually just cut the tendon and then they replace it. The goal of the surgery is to keep your body in proper alignment and it helps reduce any pain or any problems that they may have with walking and it improves like your flexibility if you do it in the hands it improves the flexibility and the wrist i say like this one is becoming a little bit more popular especially for the adult population because now that we're older they don't really like to do the tendon releases because what they have found is that when you do tendon releases surgery or tendon lengthening where they just go in and they cut the tendon and then they lengthen it it knocks your pelvis out of alignment which then leads to scoliosis, which is what happened to me. Over the years, I've had tendon-lengthening surgeries So they cut the tendon and they lengthen it. That's to help with growth. Because our muscles and tendons are so tight, it can stunt our growth. So they have to go in at certain times, which they like to do it now between the ages of six and 10, and lengthen the tendons so that they could grow with us as we grow. It won't stunt the growth and we won't have contractures because that can lead to contractures, which just means now your leg will be fixed in a position and you can't move it and it's painful. I actually have contractures in my arms, but they're not painful. Um, it just means that I can't really stretch my arm out as far as I need it to go sometimes.
0: Wow, Latavia. Who would ever think, you know, this is really enlightening to parents. And it's really something that parents need to look into. Do your homework, parents, before you just rush into things, you know, and um, do your research.
1: Yeah, definitely. My mom was a big researcher and looked into everything, but I kind of have now taken up the mantle and I research everything. So yeah, definitely do your research. And again, definitely go with your gut. Take all the information. Take the information from your doctors. Take the information from yourself then take the information from the research that's out there and make an informed decision. They also have tendotonomy or myotonomy, which tendotonomy, it just describes the cutting of the tendon, right? The myotonomy is also cutting of the muscles. Think myo muscle, a tendon, autonomy tendon. So it all involves cutting the muscle of the tendon and that's to improve increased control of your upper limbs and to enhance the ability to grasp objects with your hands and your feet. I never had any of those because I barely could move my toes. Like literally when I wiggle my toes, I'm literally only wiggling my big toe a little bit. It's never really impacted my mobility. So I didn't feel, and my mom didn't feel at the time that it was necessary for me. So I haven't had to do any of that. I can wiggle my fingers somewhat. And like I said, my upper body is way more stronger now than it was years ago. So I didn't need to do any of that for my upper. It's mainly my lower now. But again, if you feel like your child needs that, please by all means get them the surgery after you make an info decision. And then there's osteotomies. I've had a few of those. And let me tell you, they are not easy. So For people with spastic CP, your bone tends to come out of the socket. Your hip bones tend to come out of the socket. And the hip bone tends to come out of the socket, guys, because for able-bodied people, as you guys walk, the socket begins to hollow out. But for people with CP, the hip bone is not hollowed out because we don't constantly walk. You have to constantly walk for the hip socket to be hollowed out. So we don't constantly walk, so that doesn't happen. So the hip bone just easily slips out.
0: Wow, the tape. that must have been painful
1: oh don't worry it wasn't painful at all because you don't even feel it a lot of the times i didn't even know my hip bone came out of the socket oh my
0: god how could you say you didn't feel your bone
1: come out of the socket that is very painful that's because the tight tendons and muscles keep the bone close to the socket so you never really feel it when i was younger my mom would actually tell me that the hip bone came out of the socket because she would say you could feel the bone and then your leg kind of feels all loosey-goosey so she was like your hip bone came out again and i was like oh boy that means another surgery and she was right all of the time. That my hip bone came out of the socket. She was exactly right. It was out, and I needed to go back in and have surgery again.
0: Oh my God! This is really something.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Fun fact time. time. So, the fun fact for today is before they shaved my bone down, my hip bone, to do the rotational osteotomies, the doctor said from my bones, it looks like. I was supposed to be six feet tall. Can you believe it? Six feet tall. I do have some tall people in my family. So that's probably where it comes from. But I am kind of glad that I'm not six feet tall because guys usually be like, you know, I don't want the female to be taller than me. So I am now five, three, because, you know, when they do it before a growth spurt, it stunts your growth. So it stunted my growth. So now I'm only five feet, three inches, which is okay with me.
0: Thank goodness Latavia That. They- You not six feet, and you are right. Guys don't like their girls taller than them. I know, I know. (laughs) I I I wanted to just um go back to the tenotomy myotomy Mm -hmm. because I noticed that you said they cut the tendon. And I know that, I'm just talking now from my experience, for people that don't have CP, but they might have an Achilles heel tear, which is a tear in your tendon. I know that that is very painful. So I wanted to know if this procedure was very painful.
1: So for people with CP, and again, I'm speaking from my experience, guys, for me, the surgery wasn't painful. The parts of the surgery that is painful is after it's all done and over with, you have spasm And That's because remember now your tendons and your muscles are used to being in one position, right? They're used to being tight. So now you're relaxing them and you're making them loose and they want to go back to where they originally were. So you'll feel like the muscle jump and it's painful. It is extremely painful and it hurts a lot. So that for me was the painful part of the surgery. And then they get you up the next day because for people with CP, you know, if you lay around, you get tighter. So they didn't want all that hard work they did on surgery surgery to make you loose and make you be able to stand up straight to be in vain so you have to get up the next day and when i tell you walking is difficult after surgery because you don't have any strength your muscles is loose you can't control anything and you just basically just flop to the floor i could barely take any steps it was painful it hurt so that for me was the painful part of the surgery not the actual cutting because the cutting actually makes you lose and it feels good and you can stand up straight and you can move. It was just the spasms and not being able to move for like the first couple of days that bothered me. Surgery for me was always like a setback because I would get to a point where I'd be very mobile and able to move around and then bam, another surgery came in and I have to do another surgery because the hip socket came out of or I had another growth spur so now I need to lengthen the tendon to keep up with the growth spur. So because of that I always felt like surgery sent me back a bit because it's always like starting over from square one but it's okay it's life you know it's stuff that we have to go through so and i wouldn't be here today without all, all the struggles so you have to appreciate the struggles as well
0: thank you latavia
1: you're welcome you're so welcome So I can't remember what surgery it was. It either was hamstring surgery or putting my hip back into place. But you guys are not going to believe this. I woke up during surgery. Yes you heard me right. I woke up during surgery. So yes they gave me anesthesia to put me to sleep and back then they called it the wet puppy and the wet puppy was just a mask with anesthesia in it and it put you to sleep. But that was like a cute name they tried to give it for teenagers and little kids. I hated that thing. So I woke up during the surgery and I remember saying, ah, what are you doing to my leg? Stop messing with my leg. That hurt. And my doctor came over at the time and he was like, okay. And he rubbed my head and he said, everything's going to be okay. Okay. And they put the wet puppy back on and I went off to sleep. But the crazy part about it was I remembered it when I got out of surgery because I remember telling my mom, mom, I woke up during the surgery. So mom was like, yeah, I know. They told me that you woke up during the surgery it was a really crazy experience so the last two types of surgery is for people with severe spasticity and that's arthrodesis which is just the fusing of the bones together so that it makes it easier for you to walk and then there's selective dorsal risotonomy which it involves getting to the root of the spasticity and cutting the nerves in the spinal condom responsible for muscle stiffness. I thank god that I never had to do any of those surgeries because they sound super super invasive and super dangerous but again if you feel like you're Child needs it, parents, by all means do it and make an informed decision. But I thank God that I didn't have to do any of those things. And all of the information in this episode and in the last episode, the definitions of the surgery, what it entails, was courtesy of the United Cerebral Palsy Foundation, cerebralpalsy.org, and the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And please, guys, please remember that whenever I give you any information and also experiences, it's my own personal experience experiences, how I feel about it, my own personal thoughts. So, by all means, I know that the way I explain the surgeries may not be in the most technical terms, but that is the way they explained it to me growing up as a child, and I try to provide it in the most simplest way possible. So, if you feel like you need a more in-depth look at all these surgeries, by all means, please make an informed decision and search it up online. All the information is there, and you could go to the websites that I went to. Those Those are great resources. And, Auntie, would you please do the honors of reading the quote of the episode?
0: The quote of the episode is by Bishop T.D. Jakes. Every setback is a setup for a comeback. Watch for the comeback.
1: Yes, I love this quote. And this quote resonated with this episode, especially because, like I said before, I felt that every surgery I ever had was a setback, right? But... After the surgery was over, I realized it was a comeback because I was able to be more independent. I was able to move more. I had more mobility. I could transfer now. So yes, I did feel like it was a setback at the time, but looking back on it, it was for a greater comeback and I definitely did have a greater comeback. I mean, look at me now, right? So they were very helpful in my journey to get to where I am today. For you today, folks. Thank you for joining me, Auntie.
0: You're welcome, Nisi.
1: Thank you guys out there for sharing. Please continue to subscribe. You subscribe by hitting the little plus button in the corner. Let us know what you want to hear. And if anybody else out there who is ably different has a story to share, please share it with us at queensontheroad.podcastgmail.com. At That, again, is queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com. I really, really appreciate that you guys are listening every week. Thank you so much. Please continue to share and run it up. And we're rolling out.
0: Yes, we're rolling out because we are Queens on a Road.
1: See you guys next week.